welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. And the good times continue on the Cigar Snob Magazine Podcast with Ivan Ocampo and Eric Calvino. I'm Jim Rodriguez. What's up, boys? What's happening, Jimbo? Everybody good? Excellent. Nice, nice, nice. From World Headquarters in the magic city of Cigar Snob Magazine. Back at it for some good times. And man, another jam-packed spectacular for you. Oh, yeah. Good times, man. We've heard you. We hear you. The feedback's coming in. We love it. Uh, Have our perfect pairing segment today, which is going to be interesting because we have the Imperial Stouts. Yes, sir, we do. Heavy duty. Heavy duty, fresh and fruity. No, oh, not fruity man. at all. Not fruity at all. More toasty, coffee, chocolatey, but uh, good nonetheless. Yes, I love it. I love it. And of course, we've got a great, we're going to unleash. We are um, going to unleash a factory upon you. With some <laughs> Camacho cigars, which is always going to be great. Uh, our share of smoke segment, the man from Camacho, George Rami, is going to be with us. Good times, good times. So we're ready. We're ready. Hope you are too. Jasper, what you got? If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. All right, my friend, and let's start off with Caballeros Que Fuman. All right, so we've got the Camacho Factory Unleashed. This is a uh, this is a limited release that they're doing. It's a it's a new product, uh, limited but annual release. So every year they will release a new version. This year's is a or the first one, the inaugural one, is a Toro. So it's a six by fifty Toro made in Honduras at Camacho's factory, uh, Ecuador wrapper. So it's an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, and then Honduras. A uh, binder and filler from Honduras, Nicaragua, and Dominican Republic. MSRP is seven eighty, uh, and this initial run they're making one hundred and twenty-five thousand of these. Nice. Okay. So, uh, so as you may or may not know, Camacho 
they've been like the keepers of this Corojo strain of tobacco. Uh, and so Corojo always plays a prominent role in uh, in all of their blends. So, so I thought it was interesting that not only did they use their own Corojo from Honduras, uh, but also the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Corojo. So I thought, I thought that was neat that it's so much Corojo. Uh, interesting things about it, right? It's got that like shaggy foot, but it's like a cleaned up shaggy foot. It's not like normally a shaggy foot will have like that dangling tobacco. And, and when you light it, little bits of tobacco fly everywhere and it's kind of annoying. Right. However, there's something nice about having a shaggy foot in that you get to taste the binder and the filler before you get to the wrapper. Right. It's kind of a nice little feature because it, it kind of adds a transition for you. And it's funny, and for and for the novices out there like me, when when I first saw the the, the cigar and and I saw the shaggy foot, I, I was almost like basically the wrapper comes short. Yep, exactly. It's and cut I, short. I, I was like, what happened? What happened to this? It almost looks like is this like was this like an error in production? But no, this is this is meant to be, and it's kind of a cool little twist to the cigar. Yeah. So I just lit it, so I'm smoking most of that filler and binder mm-hmm, yep. right now. And man, I get that signature like Honduras, uh, to me at least, the signature uh, Honduras flavor, which is a lot of like, I get like cereal and like wheats and nuts from it. So without getting any flavors from the, from the wrapper, you get that like, particularly what's under the, under the hood of the cigar. Yeah. It's, it's neat, right? Like, so you, to you, they're kind of bready notes. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I get. I get like savory, earthy, and then with a touch of that like weediness. Like that's what that's what I've got right now. It's a, it's a, like a bit savory, and then once you I've smoked this before, mm-hmm. and then when you get to the wrapper, there's a distinct difference. Right. So that's a I love that feature. I I do I don't I don't smoke a lot of shaggy foots because I'm annoyed by by when you light it, the little bits of tobacco always flying around. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like a clean smoke and I smoke at my desk. Right. So I find it annoying. But this one, they've cleaned up the shaggy foot. Right. So it was it, it doesn't have any bits or anything. You light it and it's just like if you're smoking a normal cigar, it just doesn't happen to have a wrapper. Yeah. The, the fun, it's funny. The first thing that I did when you said that I looked down at my desk here to see if there was any like no debris or, or ash or anything. No, no. It, Correct. It, yeah, it was but, a clean light. But on a typical shaggy foot, since the tobacco's all like jagged edges. It, it it goes everywhere. It's it's kind of like I said. It's kind of annoying. Now the corojos, checking my notes here, are generally kind of spicy and peppery. So we should expect some of that here with these with this camacho. Well, but corojo has a very distinct, like corojo sweetness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, it has peppery notes. Uh, now it also depends where it's grown, right? So, uh, but. The basics of Corojo are always going to have that like balance between pepperiness and sweetness. Right. That's Corojo was, you know, back in the day, that was like the king of wrapper tobacco, right? That was the wrapper tobacco that Cuba used on all of those signature cigars, right? That was the strain. And so that was obviously Corojo grown in Cuba at the farm called El Corojo, which is where that varietal was named after. And so... The uh, Eroa family gets their hands on it and grows it in Honduras, and they have not stopped growing it ever since. So, <clears throat> so they've got they've got this original Corojo strain from Cuba that they grow in Honduras, and they call it, oh, from a marketing perspective, they call it authentic Corojo. That's their that's their name for it. And so, uh, 
yeah, it, you're going to get, like I said, like that peppery sweetness. Uh, and it's it's a signature Corojo. The, the, one of the things about Corojo, when someone's smoking a cigar uh, that has that authentic Corojo, you can, you can automatically tell. It kind of cuts through all the other tobaccos. So all, all of these tobaccos are all Habano strains, right? So they're all kind of similar. But they've, you know, once your nose is like tuned to it, you're mm -hmm. like, yep, you can tell someone's smoking a Corojo. So that's one of the things that I find interesting about that tobacco. Uh, and so we should be we should be almost at the wrapper now. Right. Right. Where are you guys at? Yeah, I think I think I'm getting into the wrapper area right now. Yeah. So you should notice a, a, a change. Where are you with strength before you get into the like you're about to get to the wrapper? How, how strong do you feel it? For me, it yeah. it. it, it, it get you it, it it demands attention from you right away from right. To, me, to me my palate my novice palate it, it it it's strong it's supposed to be it's supposed to get up in your face and go yeah. hey we're smoking something serious right now okay because right? that's how i feel i yeah. feel like i've already got some strength going on and we still haven't gotten to the wrapper this should be a fun ride and now before <laughs> before not, we okay but just in full disclosure it's not full full strength no no it's not. it's not it's gonna be it should be medium to full yeah. In strength, like three quarters. It shouldn't be an ass kicker, but it should be tons of flavor. That's the idea behind the cigar. Right. Right. It's, it's it's supposed to be a flavor bomb. And it is. It's it's what I call there's plenty of junk in the trunk with this thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Look, look looks like two cats fighting under a blanket there. This is gonna be this is gonna be a good time. Now, before we get to our X's and O's, which has uh to some degree mm -hmm. some corojo involved in it, uh we're gonna because we're gonna talk about the shade and color. Of a wrapper. That's going to be our X's and O. Before, I want to just finish up here on this Camacho Factory Unleashed and the band. Because it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, you know, for me, taking things so literally, on it, it is printed Toro, which is the cigar. But there is a scorpion yep. on it. And I, I like the, the black and white effect of the band. Yeah, so the Mo band's got that silver and black and white. Right? Yeah, the mostly white, which is uh, very different from what I'm used to seeing from Camacho, right? Yeah, yeah, they were big on the colors. And the reds yeah. and the, this is a, like a white label Camacho, which is interesting to me. Well, but it should speak to you because you're a Raider fan. And it's like, <laughs> it's your colors are right there, buddy. Okay. No? Yeah. I wasn't thinking for You weren't really? No. I always thought uh, that like like that color combination would speak to you. Nah, not really. Maybe, right. if, maybe if we won more. <laughs> Just smoke, baby. <laughs> Just smoke, baby. Well right? done. Right? Well done. That's it. All right, let's get to our X's and O's segment. All right, so we wanted to um, get into it before, though. We want to remind you, if there's a cigar question that you would like answered, you can hit us up at questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Questions at cigarsnobmag.com. And if we read and answer your question, Eric... You get a cigar snob swag pack. Yeah. And we get plenty. We get, <laughs> my goodness. It's our voz. La voz embarazada. I like it. I like it. My man. My man dropping some Barry White on us here. I had to. I had to be done. I love it. You I know, love sometimes it. Sometimes right. it has to be done. So let's get into this X's and O's. And, and it's a great it's a great topic. Um, when you look at a cigar, when you look at the outside, the wrapper, they, there, there's different colors and shades to it. So my question is... Um, what does it all mean? Like, like when you have like a, a lighter shade, a darker shade, flavors, strength, how does all that work? Yeah. So let's start with just the, the basic classification, right? Because it all comes from the original Cuban classification of the leaf, right? So you've got claro, claro being 
the Spanish word for light, light in color. And so that would be a Connecticut shade type of color, right? So that light, light brown, almost golden is claro. Then you have, we'll get to specifics later, but you go claro, colorado, right? That's the next one up, which is like what this cigar is, mm -hmm. which is kind of those like reddish browns, colorado meaning reddish brown, right? Or reddish is mm -hmm. what colorado means. And then you have maluro, which is that dark brown, like means ripe, in case you guys didn't know. And then you have oscuro, which is dark. Like that's what the word oscuro means, dark. So that's even darker. So those are the basic class classifications. But then if you want to be specific, you can, uh, in the classification, you can do claro colorado. That means this is light brown leaning towards reddish, right? Because you could have mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And you can have uh, colorado maduro. It's like, so you have in-between shades too. So whenever someone refers to those names like Claro, Colorado, Maduro, Oscuro, they are referring to the shade. The part that gets confusing for people is that those names sometimes then get uh, used for multiple purposes. So Maduro, for example, we read Maduro all the time on a cigar. Right. They're talking about the shade, right? But it also means other information, right? The thickness of the leaf, right? How sweet it's going to be. And so it's used also in marketing, which is, and then the same thing with shade. All of these are shades of brown, but we call those Connecticut shade cigars shade. So people get confused with the words because they get used for multiple purposes. So, so that's the, that, that's the confusing part of this whole thing for people. So when you look at a, at a cigar, when you, when you choose, Ivan, when you choose to smoke one, it, it, how much of it is, is the brand or how much of it is the shade? Which, which do you prefer? It, it depends on the occasion. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the questions that I get asked a lot uh, when I'm at events, it's like, or if a, fr if a friend is coming over to my house to smoke a cigar and they're like, what do you want? They're like, no, don't give me one of those strong, dark cigars. Or or the question is, what, what, are lighter cigars lighter in strength yeah. or are the darker cigars stronger? Which... I guess as a rule of thumb, you could you, apply that. Yeah, you can. You can I mean, apply that. You can apply that. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent of the time. It's not going to be a hundred percent. It's not an absolute like rule, but you can use it as a guide. And the, and the simple reason for that is it kind of self polices itself. When you have a light colored wrapper, the cigar manufacturer is not going to put really strong tobacco underneath there. Gotcha. It just doesn't make sense because it's going to overpower the wrapper. And so why would I want to overpower the most expensive tobacco it, economics, right? The most expensive tobacco in any cigar, doesn't matter what cigar it is, is the wrapper. The wrapper is the costliest of the whole thing. Because it's the perfect leaf. Correct. So it has been grown for that specific purpose to be wrapper and has been cared for all along the way, meticulously handled so that it is, doesn't have blemishes and doesn't have holes and doesn't have... Water spots, like you think, what do, what do you mean water spots? The water spots are a thing, right? When they, when they wet the tobacco as it's fermenting, if they wet it with heavy drops of water instead of like fine mist and that water stays there and doesn't get shaken off, then that water creates a spot while the tobacco is fermenting until you'll have this little light colored spot. I, we've all seen it, right? If you, if you smoke enough cigars, you've seen, especially on the cheaper ones, you'll find a spot in the middle of your wrapper, right? Like suddenly there's like a little greenish spot in the middle of the tobacco. And that's, that's what that is. It's a water spot. And so, again, that tobacco has been cared for to be beautiful 
And so it's expensive. So why would you overpower it with a very strong filler, right? Right. And then on the other side, when you've got a really dark cigar, there is there's more instances of a really dark cigar not being strong, right? That does happen. Yeah. Because we've had them here. We've had yeah, them we've here. had plenty of them here where you look at them and they go, oh, my God, this is dark. This is going to be a killer. It looks menacing. And you smoke and you're like, hey, this is like medium bodied, maybe even towards mild. So that does happen. And the reason I say you can use it as a rule of thumb is because that's kind of OK. Like right. that, that, that isn't a dangerous situation to be in. The dangerous one is if you got a cigar and you thought it was going to be mild and then it ended up putting you on your ass. That's a situation you don't want to be in. So that's the reason that I say it can be used as a rule of thumb because, okay, you saw a dark cigar, you thought it was going to be powerful, but then it ended up being medium bodied. No harm, no foul, right? As right. long as it was flavorful and you enjoyed the cigar, that's it. You're good, right? See, I, I enjoy Maduros. Why? Because I, I, at least in my head, it, they seem to have a lot more flavor. So what, what's, what's your go-to, Ivan? Huh. Smoke so much, you know. As I said, I, I depends on the occasion, but I do prefer if I had to. Okay, this is my all right. I have one pull mm-hmm. from the humidor. This is your last pull. This is it, buddy. This is it. I'm probably gonna go Maduro. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd probably go with like a Colorado, leaning towards Colorado Claro, like that old classic Cuban style of cigar. Like for me, that's still. When I get one of those, it's just like, oh, I love that. Like that old Cuban style, like Herrera Telly came out. They were just, I mean, it, it, they smoked like you were smoking a Cuban, mm-hmm. uh, like an old Cuban, not, not the Cubans of today. The, those are mostly unsmokable um, with few exceptions. Uh, I apologize if I've insulted someone, but it's the truth, right? They're so inconsistent right now that, that it's hard to find a good one, but uh, but yeah, I'd probably go with, with something like that, with that nuttiness and that creaminess. I still, when I find a cigar like that, it's still my, like that gets me every time. I love it. You, you can see, you can see and then hear the passion in Eric. Talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. I love those. I love it. I love as much it. as I love them. I mean, obviously, like Ivan said, we smoke so many damn cigars that, that, uh, it's, it's hard to, to figure out. But if I had to grab just that one last one, that's what it would be. Mm. Now. Before we go, before we end this segment, when I was doing some research about this, the thing that confused me, and we mentioned it before, is, okay, we know the Claro, Maduro, Oscuro, but there's also Connecticut, Corojo, Habano, and then yep. Maduro comes in again. Correct. What's, That's what I was trying what, to say what, earlier. What's, how do we weave in that? Yeah, so so you get mixed in with the shades. You also get varietals. Mm. And then you get the extra little nugget of confusion of Connecticut shade that isn't grown in Connecticut. It's grown in Ecuador, right? And so it's Ecuadorian-grown Connecticut shade. Holy crap. Like, what? <laughs> how can this be more confusing? So it's a little bit like like deciphering a French wine label or a, or an Italian wine label. There's, got, there's things you have to know, right? You, when you read, like, Dolcetto de Alba, how do you know that Dolcetto is the grape and de Alba is the... Like, you have to know a lot of things. And that's kind of what cigars are like. You have to... You have to know, you have to kind of get into it, listen to podcasts like this, read magazines like Cigar Snob, because you have, if you really want to know what you're smoking, you kind of need some foundational information. Otherwise, you just, you're shooting in the dark. That's why I love this, because I've learned so much just hanging out with you guys here. And and also, what I, what I always say, it's not about uh, 
It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And that's what it is with Absolutely. cigars. It's the journey. Yeah, it's smoking yeah. all these different kinds of uh, smokes. Life is a highway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <Sing> it. <laughs> My man hey, over here. Can we catch up on the cigar? Because it has taken some some. Yeah, turns. so so where where are we now here? You're you're you know, you 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 were talking, so Eric's relighting here. So Eric, uh, Ivan, where are you right now? I'm a third into my corojo right now. But yeah, the the wrapper has given it uh, another layer of of complexity, uh, which is added to those notes that I said of cereal, nuts, uh, wood, and giving it a little bit more of a creamy, mm-hmm. a little bit of a red pepper. Yeah, man, uh, I'm with you 100%. Yep, yeah. that creamy red pepper with that like extra bit of sweetness in there. Beautiful. When that wrapper hit, it was it was like I was talking. I don't know if you guys caught you may have caught it when I was talking. I stopped for a second because it like, whoa, right. there it is. Right. Yeah. 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 You had it that. hit right mid mid conversation. You saw Santa Claus. Yep. Yep. Right there. Yeah. For me, it's it's not as strong. And now it's really creamy. I, I get I get the peppery uh, notes in it. I'm really, really nice. Really, really. It changes nice. into a, a beautiful thing. I love how it how it turned. At a boy, Camacho. This is going to be a fun little <laughs> ride. All right, now it's time for the best part. It's time for perfect pairings. Brought to you by Total Wine and More. Bring out the booze. All right, Jasper. Total Wine and More. Perfect pairing. Very nice. I love oh, it. Jasper's been busy. I like it. Oh yeah. Out a boy, Jasper. Old Jaspy. Yeah, I saw that horse was tired. That's uh-huh. why he was out. He was out of total wine. Now, now what we've done, or what Jasper's done for us here, is we're we're dealing with imperial stouts. Got a dark lineup today. Royalty, royalty. Now, imperial stouts are the strongest. Yep. In alcohol, this is a of the of the stout category. Right. Right. Yeah. So in in the world of stouts, you know, stouts is an old like English style of right. beer. Maduros. They're kind of Maduros, yeah. Ah. But then here in the U.S., we mess with everything, right? <laughs> so we took this this style, this old world style, and we corrupted it and went super alcoholic and super flavorful, super intense, right? Like you think the classic stout, it's like a Guinness. Right. What was the last right. time you had? I, I love Guinness. I Guinness love is Guinness. a beer that you can drink over and over and over. You feel like you're not even getting drunk because they're like 4.5% or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so filling, though. They're and, not as filling. They and then you become stout. Then are. you become a little stout. You eh? become a little stout, though. Yeah, it, they, they they look more filling than they actually are. Yeah, that and that's why I rarely drink them because they. When I look at a dark beer like this, and this is exceedingly dark. Yes, I am like, oh, I'm gonna be stuffed if I have two. Yeah, so. but but in reality, Guinness uh, and those classic stouts—they're not very filling. The bubbles are so tiny that you don't get that like bloated sensation. These are different. These are American style imperial stouts. So the booze level is cranked up. The maltiness is cranked up. The roasted coffees are, cr- I mean, everything is cranked up. Just here. how we like them. Buckle up. Here That's we right. go. All right. Well, now- so let, wait, sorry, really quick. So before we get into it, Ivan, why did we choose imperial stouts with this cigar? We knew we were going to smoke this cigar. Yeah. So th- this cigar, if we had to, to classify it, it's. It's not a over-the-top, very powerful cigar. It's something uh, middle-of-the-road, pushing strong sure, with yeah, a lot like, of flavor, yeah, like a lot that. of complexity. And we needed something that would stand up uh, yep. to that. Uh, so, I mean, this style. Yeah, because yeah. this, this cigar does have like that earthy, peppery backbone. Mm-hmm. So you can't go, 
you know, you can't go light with this. No. You have to give it something. So w this is kind of like the, the pairing ideas that we have here, like that Ivan and I are always working on. So what is it? What would you like to add to it? Right. Like it would be awesome if you could have some like coffee flavors with this or some chocolate flavors on top of this profile. And so Ooh. let's go Imperial Stout. And so that's that's why we're here with these three Imperial Stouts. We have no idea what they are. We just know that Total Wine gave us three. Ba three badass ones. <laughs> three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So high, obviously, Imperial Stout already means high alcohol. So uh, and they they picked these three for us to try and pair. Now, for me, coming from the uh, Guinness background in terms of drinking stout beer, you know, or dark beer is is I've always I always drink them at room temperature. So the first thing, and I'm oh, not looking now. Now he's suddenly he's like British. He, I thought he was from LA. Yeah, now he's from Miami, but now now he's British. Hey, one of my favorite. Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, governor. Hello, governor. Oh, Jesus. So the first thing that gets me, and I, and I'm excited, is that it's cold. Yes. It's it's cold, and 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 that to me immediately is gonna is gonna dance in inside your mouth because you've got you've got the warmness of the cigar, the peppery, and how you're gonna throw some some, well, some cold in. There. All right, so I'll tell you the first time I went to London. Uh, I pull up to this bar, Paddington Station or something like that it was called. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, let me have a Guinness. And he's like, you mean Guinness Ice, mate? And I said, uh, sorry, apologies for the bad accent. By the way, Sean Connery just showed <laughs> <Yeah>. up there. <laughs> <laughs> Shake and not stirred, yeah. Shake and not stirred. Eric Calvino. So I said, what do you mean, what do you mean Guinness Ice? He goes, I, I will, I'll spare you the, the accent. <laughs> what do you mean, Guinness Ice? <laughs> and by the way, we haven't even had a sip of the stout yet. <laughs> Not yet. So the guy goes, yeah, all the Yanks have Guinness Ice because you guys like your beer cold. And I said, no, 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 let me try it the way you guys have it. And so I, I had the regular yeah. room I, temperature I, I room Guinness, temperature. and I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, the you can taste more if if it's not super, super cold. So then I, I had afterwards, I had a, a pint of Guinness ice and sure, it was just way too cold. I was yeah. Like, okay. Now you guys went overboard. <laughs> like we don't, we don't drink it like this. So anyway, that was uh, that's my short backstory from ah, wait, London. I like it. Ah, I like it. All right. So we've got, so let's start with uh, a, a, our little, our little stouty friend here. And, and let's, let's, let's check in with the nose. Ivan. Malta. Malta and barrel. Yeah. Right. It's a mm. Multi barrel, multi alcohol fun. barrel. Yeah, it smells delicious. Mm. Good lord, and it tastes amazing. Oh, what's what's happening? What's happening That's in my palate? Super full bodied, right? It's like viscosity cranked up to eleven, right? It's you, almost syrupy thickness. You drop the hammer and you're going. Holy <laughs> mackerel! That was awesome. That was fun. I like that. You do not have one of these after a long night of drinking. Oh, my God. No. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> this would floor you. This is hair of the elephant. This isn't hair of the dog. This is hair of the elephant. Floor you. All right. Floor so you. so what is it doing with our Camacho? All right. So sorry. I was just tasting it. So it's like the, it's got tons of bitter coffee. Yeah. I don't know. Do you get that? Like, uh, yeah. Like almost like Cuban coffee without sugar, which is not Cuban coffee. It's just espresso. Uh, it's just tons of dark roast coffee. Very interesting. All right, let's see what the cigar. Well, it knocks down a little bit of the pepper that was there. What kind of alcohol content are we talking about here? So it, Imperial Stouts are going to be somewhere between 9 and 12 or so. Whoa, nearly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think anything here is going to be below 9. So I'm doubling it up like Eric said where, where 
you drink and then smoke and then you smoke and then you and then you drink. I love doing it that way because you get to see the what has the longer strong finish, right? Well, for me, this aced out here is amazing. It's it's beautiful, but I think it completely eliminates wipe it out for you. Cigar, it, it almost it, it, it's non-existent. Almost the cigar, it makes it super creamy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't feel that way. I still taste the savoriness of the cigar. I still taste definitely the creaminess. Like I haven't said, it does bring it out completely, right? You, you're drawing it in and it's like the smoke is now suddenly like heavy cream mm. as opposed to smoke. Yeah. So we, we have, it's, it's kind of like a Cuban cortadito now. Mm-hmm. And, and the cigar is the, is the cortado. You're, you're cutting it with the cigar. That's yeah. A, that's a good way to put it. That's it. I mean, it's not, uh, not my favorite pairing, but it's the first one. So let's okay. see. All right. So that's A. So let's go to B now, and let's first start in the nose. What, what do we got nose-wise, Eric? Not less. Any, less. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely less yeah. Than, than before. <laughs> yes. For sure. Oh, my God. You got to get really in there. I, I don't smell anything. I can't. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's, it's subtle, to say the least. You, you just had your first drink, Eric. What do, you, what, what do we got? Nowhere near the level of coffee bitterness. Uh, less definitely al- sweeter less and alcohol. less alcohol. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Very sweet. Very sweet for me. Yeah. Perhaps too sweet for my no, taste, but... Well, after having that first one, which yeah. was very high in alcohol, very potent beer, this this seems a little bit more approachable. Like, I'm... I'm okay, that's fair. You're right. You're right. Like, I, I I agree with you. Like I I don't love those barrel aged stouts. Sometimes they're too much. They're too much. Okay, yeah. And I like they, but I think if we would have drank this by itself on its own, it would have been very very approachable, easy going, and I could probably have two of these. I don't know if I could have two of the first one. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's it's overwhelming the first one. I need some pancakes, and I'm gonna pour <laughs> you this pour, one on the pancakes. You, can you imagine that on like it's maple-y. On vanilla yeah, ice cream? Yeah, very sweet maple. Yeah, imagine it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't have to imagine it. I'm gonna do it. Make it so. <laughs> Make it so. Number one. I, I, for me, for my little baby palate, I think so far B and this Camacho are playing very well together. Because again, it's very syrupy, very sweet. Now you can taste more of the cigar. You can taste exactly. more of the cigar. Absolutely. And, I, and I guess maybe that's what I was trying to say that that I, I with A I couldn't taste as much. It was it was a, the Camacho was a company. What was a good a company to the to the to A this one? These are balancing nicely. Yeah, yeah, and, and it is. It's just it's a little thinner than than A, right? And so maybe that is kind of the the dialed in formula for this cigar. Maybe. We'll see when we get to C. All right, so that's so that's B. Drinks up for C now. This looks like coffee. Yeah, it's not as it's not you don't you it, don't have the the foam the, the espumita not not as much as you do with A and B. What's the nose tell you, Ivan? Maybe more chocolate than coffee on the nose, right? It doesn't have that like yeah hardcore espresso bitterness. Here we go down the hatch. But very, but still full bodied. Yeah, very full bodied. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's comparable to the A in terms of mouth feel, like it's coats your whole palate and more subdued still than A. Really yeah. nice, super silky. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's my least favorite. 
of the three. Oh, but it's silky. It is. Silky. It's good. It's good. For for me, and it depends. This obviously, this is the the, the beauty of these things because it's all subjective it's all what you like what your palate likes like i don't like the aftertaste i'm with you and for me on this one while it's very good very silky i don't like the lingering of it i don't disagree with you now do it with the cigar all right here we go i'm taking a puff and then i'm going in yeah strangely enough i think it it may be the best pairing (laughs) i don't know it brings out different notes in the cigar Definitely. There's more nuttiness to the cigar. <coughs> like for me, that had, oh. for me, and again, this is just from the, from the, from an outsider, from the balance point of view. I, I, when I'm smoking a cigar, when I'm enjoying a cigar, I like to, I like the cigar to be the dominant factor. And so I feel like I get, it gets lost with that aftertaste. How, how do you feel about it, Ivan? Being the, being the expert, I might I might be a little drunk after <laughs> going through these. Seriously, they're super strong, all of them. Um, as far as C goes, again, going back to the whole barrel uh, aging on these things. Well, I don't know if all of them are barrel aged, but this one kind of tastes like it is. It tastes a little artificial to me. It's so much so that it tastes artificial. So I start thinking about. What what did they have to do to get it to taste like this? And it takes away a little bit of of the enjoyment. So of the three, the C is my least favorite, and I'm not a big malt fan. So like uh, Matas and stuff, yeah, I've never. It, this is like Mata with booze. Exactly. I'm I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, that one definitely does not need a bra. A D cup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's uh, she's running around, suns out, guns out, baby. All right, A, B, and C have been tasted. Camacho has been smoked. What do we think, Ivan? I'm going to start with you. My favorite beer of the group is A, for sure. But I think if to pair it with the cigar, B is uh, is the winner yeah, for I, me. Yeah, I, I'm with you. My little baby palate. If I was going to get into a fight, I'm bringing A with me as my as my backup. Don't blame you. Don't blame me, man. But a to, is a monster. But to me. I, I got to go with B to go with this Camacho. They they play so well together. No, I, I look, I hear you guys about the, the little aftertaste. And, and yeah, there's something there with C, but I just I love what it does to the cigar. It brings out that little mm. extra nuttiness. So I'm going to disagree with you lone guys. Lone wolf, huh? <laughs> I'm going to lone wolf it. I don't know. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We're not going to have consensus on this. One. Although Good. I like B a lot. Uh I think I think C brings out those notes in the cigar that I that I enjoyed. Uh, so C did more for the cigar, but I will repeat: I completely agree with you guys on A. A being the best of the bunch in terms of a beer you want to drink, no doubt about it. All right, like, I'll drink that Can't every wait. day. The we, island, right. of, the island of Calvino. That's takes right. C. All right. Well, we've got our picks. Let's By get the way, the big... it's a it's, uh, it's Isle of Calvino. I just oh, I just wow, wanted to correct you. I don't, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't mispronounce my island name. <laughs> All right. Let's get Yami Let's in get here. Let's get Yami in here. All right. So, yes, Yami's always bringing some elegance, some class to this fine program. Let's As get always. the big reveal, the drum roll, please. <laughs> Yami, what you got for us? <laughs> well, hello, hello. All right, here we go. A is Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout Boom. with 9% alcohol. B is the Dragon's Milk with 11%. And C, you got Boulevard Whiskey Barrels out with 118 
Ah, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. No, we're definitely feeling it. Thank yeah. you, Jams. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, look, check that out. You got North Coast Brewing's Old Rasputin as A. You can't kill Rasputin. Can't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that beer is its crazy, right? We drank it blind, and it was just killer, and it's the highest rated beer uh, in this bunch. So, uh, New Holland Brewing, Dragon's Milk, great Bourbon name. Barrel great Aged Stout. Yeah, name. it is a great name. And then Boulevard Whiskey Barrel Stout. Crazy, right? Like, we yep. we smelled and tasted barrel in the last two, right? We didn't talk too much barrel until we got to B, right? So, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. So, yeah, dude, badass beers. Well, again, I want to thank Total great, Wine. Great lineup. Total there. Wine crushed it on this one. As usual. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the cigar actually worked really well beautiful beautiful pair right like aside from old rasputin which would probably knock out just about any cigar Mm -hmm. because it is that kind of beer uh dude the other two it it stood there toe-to-toe with them right i mean again for me and my little baby palate the only thing that got me about about c was the fact that it had that little aftertaste i'm not a big aftertaste guy but i think again to you it brings out if, if your palate likes that sort of well, don't talk, don't no 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 don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I, I didn't love the aftertaste that it brings. However, the the value that it brought with the cigar, the the flavors that it added to the cigar that it complemented it with, made it where I could deal with the gotcha. aftertaste. But again, I repeat, if I was just drinking a beer, I'm definitely going a all day, right? But with the cigar, that Boulevard Whiskey Barrel Stout, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad pairing at all. Well, the Isle of of Calvino <laughs> definitely yeah. is is has imperial stout on the menu for sure. Yep, yep. And hey, perfect pairings is brought to you by Total Wine and More, where you'll always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. Visit Total Wine and More at totalwine.com. That's totalwine.com. All right. Total so wine. Camacho hanging in there. I yeah. always remembered of, of, of the box of the boxer Hector yeah, Camacho. Yeah, Hector Macho Camacho. And, and and this Camacho went some rounds with that Imperial yeah, he stuff. He really did. And let's bring in our buddy George Rami of Camacho. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the Camacho brand ambassador. Yeah. So affectionately known as Latin Thunder. Latin Thunder. I, I don't know. Latin Yeah. I think he's dropped that name since he got married and had a kid. It's still one of the Hall of Fame like nicknames. <laughs> it's a great nickname. Yeah. Latin Thunder. His jersey's hanging in the player player For sure. For sure. Here, here's our talk with George Rami. All right. So today we're here with Mr. George Rami, brand activation manager slash brand ambassador for Camacho Cigars. Thanks for joining us, George. Or should I say Latin Thunder? <laughs> Latin Thunder it is. Thank you for having me, brother. How are you doing? Oh, very good, man. Thanks for being here. That that nickname's followed you around, huh? It, it has, man. And and in fact, uh, we have one of the, the creators of, of that nickname, well, a person that was in the room when uh, when that nickname was created here in the office. So, it, you know, it reminded me a lot of it uh, today. So, yeah, Land Thunder has been around for almost uh, almost nine years now, man. Crazy. <laughs> I, think, I think I think that's how long uh, I've known you back. when I you know, were yeah. But we'll get into that now. It just. Tell, tell us all a little about yourself, how you got into the industry, and, and just let us know who you are. Well, um, as you know, but you know, some of the listeners probably don't. I'm a Miami boy, right? 
uh, born and raised in Miami. And I got in the industry probably, I would say, you know, a good 16 years ago, going on my 17th year. Um, I used to manage a uh, small shop, which is uh, it, it's there, but no longer um, where it was located in Cocoa Walk. And uh, it was called uh, Coco Cigars. And then from there, um, you know, I was there for a few years. And with the owners of that spot, I um, opened up a shop in, in Brickell, uh, the Village Humidor, uh, which both, both shops are still open. And then after that, I wanted to, you know, briefly, I thought I was going to do something on, on my own. And, you know, within a month, uh, Dylan Austin, which is our, our current president here at Davidoff, he called me and he had something, you know, available for me i came up here and you know when they mentioned macho i was like oh okay it, it's good you know it was nothing that was, that was you know doing crazy numbers in my stores but uh when i saw the revamp that we did that I mean that was presented to me at that point and and once i saw what we had in mind for the brand i, I was hooked man so in, in 2013 i was the last addition to the to the puzzle right and that completed the whole revamp of camacho and uh and you know the rest is history. You know, we've done a little bit of everything uh, with the brand from, you know, just a complete redesign and packaging identity um, just to, you know, having the, the brand mascot, the Scorpion and all that stuff that goes into, into you know, rebranding a, a, a well-known brand, but actually taking it to the next level. Yeah, it almost feels like like a lifestyle when you smoke the macho. It's, it's you, you are in, in, engulfed in into that culture. You know, so exactly. so tell us about what you do right now as a brand ambassador going. I know you travel a lot and do a lot of activations. So tell us a little about that. Yeah. So, you know, nowadays, uh, uh, back in the day, which uh, I think you guys joined me for one of the my tours, I um, just pretty much the face of the brand. Right. Anything that has to do with with events and, and, and consumer uh, uh, engagement, that that's my field. Uh, so not right now. Currently, I. I I have been on the road and, you know, attending in-person events and also doing virtual events for one of our experiences that we have right now. That's called a Camacho Cure Sauce and Smoke, which is basically the fusion between Camacho cigars, beef jerky and barbecue sauce. Um, been doing a lot of that. I, uh, I also handle the, uh, the social media aspect for, for Camacho. Um, I also do a little bit of Abo as well, but mostly it's, uh, it's Camacho. That's, that's, the, that's my baby, you know? Um, and between that and now that, that I moved to, you know, as I was mentioning, I'm from Miami, but a couple of years ago, I moved here to the, uh, to the office in, in, in Tampa, just to be closer to where, you know, the ideas happen and the, uh, the development of, of, of the campaigns and all that stuff. So, you know, a couple of years ago, I moved here and it's been a, you know, a life changing experience in terms of my professional life. Right. Um, I've been up here, uh, just, you know, in development of, of different campaigns that have been very successful, including. Uh, the one that we're that we're you know going to talk today about the the, the factory unleashed, um, and then that's just that's just a little bit of, of what I do. I I try to you know dig my hands into every aspect of it. You know, you see me running around the entire warehouse from shipping to uh, finance, uh, you know, our marketing area, sales, and everything. So I, I try to to stay active uh, around here. So I, I, I you know I try to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. So as far as the campaigns go. Um... I mean, Camacho has always hit it out of the park with all the swag and the events you guys do. I mean, it's always such a great experience. Um, it's, We're trying it, to keep it, it bold. Yeah, but that's the that's the tag, right? Bold. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta live loud, smoke a motto, you know, and that, that's the idea behind it, right? And that that was the uh, the idea of, since the revamp of the brand. We gave it, you know, um, I think uh, the the brand has now can show some 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 muscles, right? And that was the uh, the, the idea behind it. So, again, speaking a little about muscle, tell me a little about the Camacho Factory Unleashed. Uh, I love the cigar, but not for the faint of heart. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I, to me, I would say it's a good, you know, me medium to full bodied, right? But then again, I, I smoke Camachos all day long. You know, I'm actually on my, on my third factory on leash today. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm smoking one as, as we speak and I'm, and I'm about to get to that point where, uh, the shaggy foot. Uh, meets the the rapper and and a little bit behind that right so the, the Camacho Factory Unleashed was uh, a way of us reflecting and and manifesting you know what we call where bold is born right which is our factory in Honduras and and the idea behind it was to kind of showcase a little bit of 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 what the factory can do and also incorporate a little bit of what you taste uh, now I wouldn't say taste, but experience, uh, when we are at Camp Camacho, right? For example, the, um, the, the shaggy foot gives you the experience for you to try the binder and the filler before you get to the wrapper, which is basically what we do in Camp Camacho. When you sit on the first seminar, the first night, uh, we roll these cylinders, right? Because they're not full blended cigars. So we don't call them cigars. We call them cylinders. Uh, so you try a cylinder with only the binder. Um, you try the cylinder with with the different components of the of the filler, um, and that way you get to taste. Once you try your final cigar, the the full cigar, the full blend, you get to see the 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 fusion of all these different blends into one cigar, right? So so just for a brief, I don't know, I would say probably five minutes or so, we are giving that experience uh, with the factory unleash and the shaggy foot. That's that's what that's why we we made that. Um, it's not as a novelty. We didn't reinvent the wheel, but I think that is important for people to understand that, you know, once you taste the, the binder and the filler, and then you start combusting the, uh, the wrapper, the flavor changes. Right. And I think the cigar gives you that <clears throat> as best as, as we could have, uh, possibly, uh, showcased it. Right. Which is exactly what happens in, in, in Camp Camacho and in, in, in Honduras. So I'm smoking one too. And, uh, a couple points about the shaggy foot one, it's not too shaggy. And exactly. I'm and it, it's very clean. And two, I was expecting it to be a little bit lighter before I got into the wrapper section where I was expecting most of the strength. But I mm -hmm. get a little bit of strength already right from the get-go, and the flavors are amazing. Of course, because what's under the hood of the cigar is it's you know it's not a not, not mild tobacco in there. You know, he's got a little a combination between Honduran and Nicaraguan and, and Dominican tobacco and the and uh, the filler, um, and then you have that Honduran Corojo binder as well that it does have you know its strength um and then once you start combusting and we're actually on this one we went a little different um we are using an ecuadorian corojo um which is a little different for us we usually try to use our honduran corojo um but we use it in the in the in the filler and the and in, in the binder uh so we went with the ecuadorian corojo which gives you the, it's the same strain just that you know being grown in ecuador uh changes the flavor profile a little bit so we want to make it as cool and 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 impactful as possible, right? Um, but yeah, like, to your point, it's not a, a, a mild cigar. So once you start combusting the, uh, the once you light it up and you try the, the binder and the filler, uh, it's not mild, but it only gets better once you start, you know, uh, getting to the um, to the wrapper, right? And that, that now that that is the full 360 of the experience. 
that we wanted to uh, to showcase. It's a very clean smoke. I mean, we're smoking, you know, uh, I, I think I could smoke like, I, I don't know about three cigars, but I could definitely follow it up <laughs> one behind <laughs> another. Oh, no, but I'm not oh, as, as tough as you are. <laughs> of course. But then again, remember, I've been smoking Camachos for almost nine years now. So I guess your tolerance goes up. But you should be up there, man. You smoke a little bit of everything, you know. Um, I'm a win. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, the cigar. And then we, we, you know, we kept the label pretty bold as well. But we wanted to make it a little bit different uh, than our traditional core lines uh, with the whole factory unleashed and everything. And then, the you know, the size of the label as well. Um, and also what it's kind of like, you know, first for us is the the hundred count crates that it comes in right that's the other thing that we wanted you know because that's that's you know and and probably some of the listeners know we 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 have impactful packaging right our our boxes are are you know it's got 14 coats of lacquer on it so it's a, it's a piano finish basically um and for us to come out with a hundred count rustic wooden crates um gave that identity of how um like the 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 you know how do you get like like the cigars in bulk how how those cigars are moved around in the factory and stuff like that so that that's the uh, the idea uh behind it right and uh, and i think the box came out super cool it's it's impactful as well in a very camacho-esque way um but we made it different right so this this project has been extremely successful the cigar has gotten a lot of traction um it's excellent Right. So it's uh, it's something that, you know, you, we always like 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 we, we disrupt the status quo wherever we can. We can. Right. So I think we we uh, we achieve that with this uh, with this cigar in particular. Yeah, I, th I think so, man. It's a uh, it's awesome. So you had mm -hmm. mentioned something uh, you had mentioned uh, trying to bring like a, a Camp Camacho experience to this. Can you can you explain that? And then also, I mean, are you still holding uh, those trips and, and is COVID playing any part in that? Yeah. So we had to cancel. So last year, you know, uh, we started a few trips prior to, uh, to the whole thing unraveling. Uh, so we were able to complete three or four trips, but then unfortunately, obviously we had to, to stop. Right. Um, and, and this year we did not do them. Um, but, the release of this cigar came in, in conjunction with a platform that we launched just recently, which is Camp Camacho powered by Dojoverse, right? And that's a, a virtual experience to where it's, it's in, you know, in a nutshell, it's a, it looks like a, it's, it's, it feels like a Facebook for Camacho smokers, right? Um, and you can log in, it's at www.campcamacho.com and it takes you to this platform, right? Where you can, uh, earn shields, earn badges, and then ultimately earn shields. And then ultimately, the ultimate uh, prize to that is you become part of the, the board of the bold, right? And then what happens when you're part of the board of the bold, we put your name on a plaque in our, in our house in, in Honduras, right? Uh, so that's the idea behind it because we are going to, uh, to restart uh, the, the trips again back in, in 2022. Uh, most likely February 2022, we should be back in Honduras for for Camp Camacho. So this is kind of like a, the cigar with the whole factory thing and 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 launching the 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 platform, the Camp Camacho platform uh, with Dojoverse and 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 you know just having that. The idea is like from now until let's just say uh, the end of the year to have enough people to where they have earned their uh, their 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 name on a, on a plaque. And and put it in 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 our factory in in our house in Honduras, which is right next to the factory. 
Um, and then at that, that would be like the ultimate prize, right? For a Camacho smoker to have your name on a plaque at the, uh, at the Camacho house in, in Honduras. And that's the idea behind it. Um, that's, that's, you know, it, that's pretty much in a nutshell. So we have the cigar, we have the, the, uh, the, the platform, and then ultimately next year, we're going to restart the, uh, the trips down to, to Honduras. So it's, a, it's a little bit of everything. Can't wait for that, man. Those trips down there to Honduras so much fun you learn so much you really you really uh take in everything that that uh camacho has to offer um eric absolutely how, eric however oh only has horror stories about honduras whether the animals all this sort of stuff what i, I want to hear it from you what tell, tell me what it's like to visit honduras and and how it's not like what eric says well, yeah, Eric went, uh, let's just say a, a little while ago, right? Um, we, we inaugurated our factory back in 2017, right? So it's a whole new ballgame. We have a state-of-the-art factory and, and our brand new house as well that it's just, you know, let's just say the accommodations are a little bit better nowadays. And, and, and just the, uh, the, the surroundings are better, right? We don't have any, any wild monkeys running around. Uh, that bite that bite people and stuff, or people falling <laughs> off horses and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's um, it just man. Every time that I go down there, it's uh, I love it, right? And and I usually go if if we do a full a full session of of Camp Camachos, probably I'm down there for I don't know, I would say eight weeks, nine weeks. Um, just being down there and and the culture, uh, the food, just the, the surroundings, because our, our factory, it, it's like in, in the middle of the hills in Dan Lee, uh, which is outstanding. It's beautiful. Every sunset that we get to see, it's just wow. You know, it's got that wow factor. Um, the roads are still a little tricky, right? So that, that has not changed. Fortunately, uh, uh, everything runs very slow down there when it comes to uh, fixing the roads and stuff. Um, but you know, even we have, a we have, a the, the farm as well, uh, getting to the farm, um, you go through, you know, some of the fields and you go through some of the other, you know, uh, industries plantation. It's just that, that, that area is just outstanding, man. Um, definitely you guys have to come down whenever we open back up, I would, uh, you know, I'm extending an invitation to you guys to come down and, and join us and hopefully Eric can come down as well and, 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 you know, get a new set of memories, probably, uh, better ones <laughs> than, one, than, than the ones that he has already. To be clear, he, he mostly compa complains about the airport. It's that flight that he took once with, with, uh, Christian Eroa going uh -huh. into, that's the story that I always hear. And, oh, and I don't know well. if it was a monkey that bit him or, or something, but <laughs> that was me. The facilities were always great, but it was always the airport and and the animal. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky landing. You know, I've I've done it many <laughs> times, and now I just you know I I wake up when we land, but or when people start clapping, um, when the plane actually <laughs> lands, uh, what happens? <laughs> happens that that does not fail. It happens every time. Um, but fortunately, and a little bit of unfortunately, um, there's a new airport that uh that's being built and it should be ready by October, which is you know, it's a state-of-the-art airport. It's probably going to be the biggest one in Central America. Um, that's the fortunate part. So he's not going to have to worry about, you know, crazy landings in the middle of the hills and stuff. No, you're going to land on a long, nice, flat runway. Uh, the unfortunate part is that it's about 45 minutes in the opposite direction. So it already takes a couple of hours to get from Tegus to Danli, you know, hopefully uh, given that the, the roads are in, in, in okay shape. 
Um, but yeah, the, the trip will probably be, you know, extended an extra 45 minutes to an hour. So that's the only unfortunate part of it. Um, but I think also just that the, the new airport will have people, you know, at ease when it comes to, to, you know, that, that crazy landing, because if you kind of look, um, if you Google, you know, uh, most dangerous airports in the world, uh, like Honduras is on number two, I believe, or number three, yeah, we, something like that. <laughs> so we, yeah, no, that won't happen anymore. All right, very cool. So that so the trips will start up in 2022, and if you want to go, it's www.campcamacho.com. Yes, that is where you um where you join the platform, right? You can start earning your 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 badges and your shields and and we have a network of stores throughout the country that be, have become Camacho outposts right um so basically those are the, the the stores where you go and we we have shipped out signs that have QR codes on them so that people actually just you know get their their camera and then they the the camera reads a QR code and takes them to the platform right and then by doing that by checking in at locations throughout the country these outposts uh, they they earn points and they earn uh, shields, right? And ultimately, once you you do, you have all the the shields and the and, and the uh, the badges and the shields, uh, you get that that uh, that board of the bowl certification, basically, and that's when we put your name on the uh, on the wall. Um, but in terms of like booking the trips, that is still uh, being determined. You know the dates and and the pricing and all that stuff. That is that should be. Uh, announced within the next, I would say probably within the next three to four weeks, uh, when we actually you can go and and buy your your spot for for Camp Camacho, right? Um, so that's still in the works. We still have a little bit of time. We'll uh, probably get about you know almost eight months before we start. Um, so that's once that happens, we'll have you know uh, plenty of communication going out to uh, to everybody uh, for them to start booking. But um, but yeah, that's the the, the www.campcamacho.com. That's the, what takes you to the platform, right? And there, if you're a Camacho smoker, that is like, you know, you're in the candy store because you, you, everybody that's in there, it's a Camacho smoker, right? So you can kind of flex your, your liberties from 2004, 2005, if you have them, uh, if you have any other limited editions that are just no longer available, that's how you, that, that one's called a treasure hunter, right? So you get points for that too. Um, so it's very interesting, man. It's very cool. It's, it's something that we've been in the, that's been in the work and we've been working on for almost eight months now. And we finally uh, launched it in conjunction with a cigar, and then and then the the, the reopening of Camp Camacho for 2022, right? So I think it's a it's a very exciting time to be a, a Camacho smoker. Very exciting, man. We'll be on the lookout for that. For so sure. something else you started was the Scorpion Challenge. So I see this this social media blitz on this uh, Scorpion Challenge where people are eating scorpions. Who came up with this? Like, what is this? man you know how we roll you know we always try to keep things bold and and we always wow. try to push the needle a little bit to the limit right so uh just one of our brainstorming uh marketing uh meetings we're talking about how to you know create engagement and stuff and and it, it came up the fact that it's like hey it'd be great if uh if, if we had people eating scorpions right and right away our team got you know on, on the internet and we were able to score these scorpions and we made sure that, you know, uh, to find out what the possibilities were of something happening to somebody for eating a scorpion. Uh, huh. We had some, we, we, we ordered some in, you know, we had a few individuals, including myself, 
uh, eat a few scorpions and, you know, we survived, nothing happened. And we, we kind of went on with it. So we, uh, we have a set of influencers, right. That, uh, that we sent these, you know, uh, when we have a new release or, or, or new packaging or whatever it is, we send out these, uh, scorpion, uh, these, uh, packages. Right. So we're like, all right, um, it, it's time for people to pay their dues. Right. So we send out these, uh, these packages that came in the, you know, nice Camacho box, um, that had some other stuff and uh, stuff in there. We had a cookbook and some other stuff, but inside came the scorpion, right? With a card that says, uh, eat the scorpion challenge, uh, tag us, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, eat the scorpion, either pick your, 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 your enhancement sauce or double dare, uh, eat the scorpion just like that without any sauce or anything, any enhancements. Right. And people started, you know, biting on it, man. And, and huh. it was very successful. You know, we had a lot of traction on that. Uh, I, I think, you know, on, on shows and stuff, I've probably eaten five, six scorpions now. Uh, Eric ate one. Uh, yeah. I think Yami was there and ate one as well. So they were part of the, the whole eat the scorpion challenge frenzy. Um, but again, we just try to keep things fresh, things cool. Um, and, 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 you know, just, just up to date, man, disrupting the status quo. Fresh and cool. It is man. Fresh yeah, and cool. Absolutely. I still don't know if I could eat one of those. Is it like eating an oyster? Does it give you like added benefits that like no. you would get? Like that? Think of it. Think of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No matter how many you, uh, you, um, your, uh, how many you eat, there's, you know, the stinger stays the same. Um, but the, think of it as like a, like a fried <laughs> shrimp tail or something like that. When, that when you bite it, it just breaks into a million pieces, right? That's why we we encourage people to you know add an enhancer like barbecue sauce or something, which is my enhancer of choice, um, and and have some water around. But it's just you know the the experience is just so cool, man. And it's like, what the hell? You're eating a scorpion, right? What more on brand is that than yeah? You're eating the brand's mascot, basically. Um, so yeah, that that was extremely successful. We have a few other things in the works that I'm not gonna disclose now that will also you know disrupt the status quo, as I keep mentioning. Uh, but very cool, man. Very, uh, very entertaining. And then I, I just, I, I couldn't stop laughing of looking at some of these videos of how, how some people just ate the scorpions. It was amazing. I love it. I love it. If, if, yeah. if you guys haven't seen this stuff on social media, where, where can uh, people follow you on social media to keep up with this stuff? Oh, okay. Well, two things. So I, I manage the Camacho uh, uh, Instagram and the handle is Camacho Cigars. Right. And then in one of the highlights, um, it's uh, factorly, uh, it's, it's, it's named Unleashed. And I have saved all the, within that highlight, I've saved some of the, the stories of the Eat the Scorpion Challenge. So if you want to laugh and, and just glance at what, you know, what we have created, you can go into that highlight and you'll see some of the, uh, the other ones um, that people have done. Uh, my Instagram handle is Georami, G-E-O-R-A-M-I. Um, and that's where I post like some of the like behind the scenes and 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 stuff uh, for everything that that we do, right? And that one's a little bit more mixed because that's more David of esque. I post a little bit of, about everything, uh, Avo Camacho and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, if you want to follow Camacho Cigars, the handle is at Camacho Cigars, and and we have completely redesigned. Or that's the other thing that we that we did. I don't know if you've noticed it that we completely redesigned our our presence on on Instagram, right? Um, so we're not just posting just a picture of a cigar and, and with a guy on the beach or mountain or whatever. So we have all these beautiful layouts of, of grids that have, that are, you know, par with, with each campaign that we've done. Right. So we started that back in, uh, in, in January 
and and we have we're about to complete our our grid for the entire year right so everything it's just ha happens to do and then the the rest of the of the grids from now until the end of the year is going to revolve around camp camacho right we have a, a few things in store that are that are pretty 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 cool um and that's just you know it's a very entertaining uh thing to watch on on, on instagram as well so i encourage people to go and follow uh, Camacho cigars on Instagram. If you want to, you know, get a an, an insight on on what we're talking about here. Love it, man. So, well, I don't know if we have anything else to say, but I just want to congratulate you with the success of the Factory Unleashed. Uh, and that's it, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you. Whenever uh, you know, I always appreciate appreciate you guys uh, inviting me, man. And it's always a, you know a good time to talk to you. Uh, to you guys, I talked to Eric a little earlier today. Um, and whatever you guys need, man, just give me a shout, brother. Really appreciate it, man. Can't see, can't wait to see you again. Thanks a lot. Likewise, brother. Likewise. All right. All right. All right see you, man. Take care. And our many thanks to the thunder. Yes, sir. <laughs> the thunderous one that George Rami brought to us. Good times, man. Good times here on the cigar snob mag pack. The snart, the cigar. Oh, hell. Whoa. Ow! What's happening? Oh, what's happening? What's happening is old Rasputin's got oh. you by the toe. We, <laughs> I think he's got me more than by the toe. You about to get canceled, son? Leave my toupee alone, <laughs> Ras. Leave it alone, pal. Listen, let's get to the man who knows what he's talking. About. Let's get Ivan in that Villiger cigar. You know, I think I'm still feeling the effects of the old Rasputin <laughs> too. But you know, would be go great with the old Rasputin right now. What is that, Ivan? Mm -hmm. A little Villiger cigar action. It would. It would actually go well. Yeah. It? Villiger Cigars, a brand synonymous with European style and sophistication, invites you to try the Cuellar Black Force. Made at the famous Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic, the Cuellar Black Force is crafted using only but the finest tobaccos, resulting in a smooth and complex smoke I'm sure you're going to enjoy. What is it that makes the Cuellar Black Force such a spectacular smoke? It's because it's made with the highly sought-after Mexican San Andres tobacco. Aged to perfection, the Mexican San Andres produces a robust amount of flavor while giving the cigar its gorgeous dark walnut color appearance and oily textured finish. Named after the majestic forest where Chairman Heinrich Villiger grew up near, the cigar is a tribute to the passion which is embedded in the long history of cigar making at Villiger Cigars. The Cuellar Black Forest. Go out and try one today. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. So listen. Mm, well done with uh, <laughs> with a gut full of uh, imperial stuff. Could you, can you, can you feel Rasputin just hanging oh over your shoulder as you were just like, Go ahead, read that again. Read it again. Ten point five percent alcohol. Go for it, buddy. Yeah. Oh my God. Total wine and more. By the way, good. Yes, sir. Good times for them. All right. So the backstory time of the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast, and as always, I'm going to call this one. Four days in Honduras with mm -hmm. Eric Calvino, and it just getting to Honduras was an adventure for you. Yeah, like the getting getting to Honduras is is always the challenge. If you're flying into Tegucigalpa, or Tegus as they call it, uh, it, look it up. Just like Google, you know, Tegucigalpa landing, mm -hmm. and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. It is a harrowing experience, made worse by the fact that this is back in the day when when Christian Eroa. Uh, owned Camacho before they had sold it to Davidoff. And so I'm flying next to Christian and he's giving me a play-by-play -play of what this pilot is doing. So I didn't know, right? I, I would have just been oblivious passenger on flight 1149 to Tegucigalpa, except I had this guy who's a pilot. So Christian is a pilot 
and he's fl he's half Honduran, half Cuban, so he's flown to Honduras over and over and over. He flies there himself, so he's giving me a play by play of what the pilot is doing. So I didn't know that pilots go on full; they have full control, full instrumentation, right? They're not running with any autopilot for this landing. Which, on one side, tells you these are the best pilots that American Airlines has. Mm -hmm. On the other side, holy shit, like it's that <laughs> bad of a landing, and it really is. I mean, you you come down again. I only know this because he gave me the play by play. So there's like constant cloud cover right near all those mountains. The airstrip is situated between peaks of mountains. And so you, the pilot has to drop the plane down below the clouds, which now puts you in danger because now you're at mountain level. Oh <laughs> you're not at cloud level. Oh, boy. And so you drop down below the clouds. And then you see this like Jesus Christ on the side of this mountain, like this <laughs> crucifix. And you're like, oh, shit. It's done. I'm, I'm done. It's over. So as soon as you see that crucifix, it's like hard left. The, this massive, massive jet banks hard, hard left, full speed banking. Like if you were just a passenger on the flight, you'd think, oh, what is going on here? Like we are dodging some serious, you know, bad air. But no, it's he's banking in between mountains. And then as he straightens out, you see the little like little houses right underneath you. I mean, it's so close oh, man. that it looks like your wheels are going to hit them. It's really, I mean, it's scary as shit. And so he basically lays off the gas and the plane just falls out of the sky onto the runway and he full reverse thrust <laughs> breaks hard and you can barely stop in time before you hit the edge of the mountain. <laughs> it's freaking nuts. Holy shit. <laughs> it's, it's a scary ass landing. Uh, now, this coming from a guy who I've flown my entire life, right? I've told you guys before, my dad worked for Eastern Airlines when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So we flew like every single weekend we were on a plane. I am not afraid of flights. I fly all the time. I still, for this job, we fly all the time. I've never been as scared on a flight as I was with that. I've been on flights where we've had uh, one engine go out and mm -hmm. we've had to land on one engine. I've been on a flight where they had to dump all the gas and emergency land in Atlanta when we were on our way to L.A. So, like, I've been on scary flights, and I've never been as scared as I was with that flight. Maybe it had something to do with Christian giving me the play-by-play. Sure. -play. Right, you right. should have said, hey, close your eyes, yeah. and I'll let you know when we're on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> halfway through it, I'm like, dude, could you just shut up already? Like, <laughs> it's too much. Like, I don't need to know this. They ought to let you smoke a cigar on the landing. <laughs> yeah. when, the, when, the, when the flight attendants start passing out cigars, okay, it's about to land. Here you go. Yep. So then uh, finally we, we, we get on the ground and, and we got, we're picked up by like Christians, like uh, security guys. Right. And they start handing out weapons. What? So Tegucigapa is a very dangerous place. This was, this was, I don't know, like 10, 12 years ago, maybe even more. Uh, and so they, they give Christian his gun. And I'm like, well, hang on a second. Wait, you get a gun? <laughs> what? I need a gun. Like if you're getting a gun, and he's like, no, man, don't worry about it. You don't need a gun. Like, oh, if you need a gun, I need a gun. <laughs> like, this is crazy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was a nutty trip. And then we, we make it into Camp Camacho. And we basically spend the rest of these four days in the warm embrace of Camacho. We don't leave Camp Camacho for mm. anything. It was it was uh, it was an interesting trip. But uh, all of our listeners can't wait to get down to Honduras right? now. Yep. Yep. No, no. Uh, this is paid for Eric Calvino, who's the uh, <laughs> the director of the Chamber of Commerce of, the, of sure. Yeah, Honduras. right, right. So that was during a really tumultuous time in Tegucigalpa. It's better now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's other parts of Honduras that are more dangerous <laughs> than, than the, those. The, the runway is 50 feet longer. The, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But uh, the, the landing is still going to be harrowing. But I think Tegus is a little safer now. All right. Good. So well, I'm glad anyway, it was it was still it was an awesome trip. Uh, you know, the whole crew there at Camacho uh, on the ground in Dan Lee was amazing. They I mean, they catered to us. They brought us all kinds of everything. Another cool thing was like at night you're smoking cigars in the backyard and there are bats flying all around, which normally would scare you. But they don't. You don't even see them <laughs> like you're like, they, what was that? They do like, their thing. You do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty neat. But uh, now the Camacho Honduras trip, if you ever get to do it, it'll be an adventure that you'll tell for the rest of your life. I so, know. But it is fun. I love it. All right. Well, speaking of Camacho, let's check back in on our smoke here. The Unleashed by Camacho. We've taken, we've taken some breaks in between, so we have smoked this quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. I mean, my band is off. I'm topless. Me too. <laughs> okay. So how, how's, how's it going for you, Ivan? Strength is still there. Yeah, you know it. It hasn't dissipated. Wavered. In, yeah, it hasn't wavered a bit. Um, it's a it's a man smoke, and it's it's doing very nicely. It still has a lot of complexity, and and it does have some sweetness still to it. I mean, it's not it's not harsh at all. Very smooth. Enjoying it. Yeah, th- this is a this is a cigar. If you know how to retrohale, this is a cigar to retrohale because you you. You're probably only getting half the picture if you're not retrohaling. Agreed. Right? You need you need the retro to get that like that red pepper and that toastiness to it. Uh and get those those like earthy notes. It's it's a cigar that's worth a retrohale. Jim, you are like almost at the end of the line here. Yeah, I love it. I mean this I mean the word for me, and this is really not cigar parlance or anything like that, so you'll forgive me. It's delicious. I mean, it is just fantastic. It is so smooth. So the ash is great. The burn is perfect. Yep. Everything about this, and it's and it's strong enough where you know you know it's there, but it's certainly not overpowering. Certainly not intimidating. I, I really enjoy this. Yeah, I, re- no, I really enjoyed it. Really a fan. I mean, uh, I told the, I told when they sent us this pack, uh, and you you probably heard already the the scorpion bit that mm-hmm. uh, that we chatted about with uh, with George. But I told him this is probably my favorite Camacho outside of the, you know, the Liberty, which is uh, is an annual release that I love. Uh, and some of the other sort of limited things. This is my favorite. Let's say. Uh, let, I know it's not a core brand because it's still also limited, mm-hmm. but but out, outside of those like liberties and things like that, this is my favorite Camacho it really is. Uh, regular, regular Camachos. Like I've smoked them fresh off the table, and they are incredible. And so, this—that's kind of what this cigar tastes like. It tastes like it just came off the table. Maybe, maybe that's what they were going for. It's called Factory Unleashed, so it kind of tastes like a, a fresher cigar, which Corojo really uh, behaves well when you smoke it kind of fresh. Right. So, well, when, what gets me—you mentioned earlier in the show, Eric—that uh, you know it's, it's less than eight dollars. I know. I mean, this is this is a tremendous cigar for less than eight dollars. I mean, it's it's so good, it's so good. I could see myself, you know, enjoying one of these on a on on a regular. Yep. it's so good. I would for sure go out and look for that white labeled Camacho for sure. Got that little scorpion there. Yeah, it is. Good times, and always, of course, thanks to the good folks at Camacho. Jasper, what do you have, young man? 
If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you. All right, Jasper. Man, Jasper's been busy, man. That horse... Chente's been out there the whole time. And, <laughs> Chente, know, that's, his, that's Chente, his horse's name. <laughs> that's, horse, that's what I call him. Every time I look at him, he, he, he comes, Sigo siendo el rey. <laughs> he sings to me every time I see him. Maybe it's the Imperial Stout. Who knows? All right. Time for the what did we learn today? And I'm going to start with you. I'm looking at you, Ivan. What did we learn today? Never fly into Tegucigalpa <laughs> with Christian Eroa. There you go. Good move. Good move <laughs> by you. Uh, man, I, I, I learned that. that uh, Stouts and Camacho go really well together, as long as it's not an old Rasputin, right? <laughs> no, but uh, really the 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 stout and the Imperial Stout and combination of Corojo with that like strength worked beautifully. So I think uh, I think that's what I learned is that you can totally do stouts and Camacho. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And what I learned today, the Isle Isle of Calvino. That's right. Don't put words in his mouth. We can put some cigars in his mouth. <laughs> okay, that's about it. <laughs> well, maybe Let's a couple just, of Ras- maybe after a couple of Rasputins, who knows? And, and, Chill out, Jim. And, and if it's payday, can quit out. Watch out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, if you've got a recommendation, here's the space where you can share it. So, you know, questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Hit us up, and if we use your recommendation, your idea, even if we read your email, what do you get, Eric? Get a cigar snob swag pack. Yeah, and of course, and if you like the show, give us five stars, write a review, you know, and we appreciate that. We really would appreciate that. <laughs> Good times. Listen. Always a good time for the Magic City inside, high atop, and deep inside oh boy, world headquarters <laughs> of Cigar Snob Magazine. For Ivan Ocampo and for Eric Calvino, I am merely Jim Rodriguez. And the good citizens th- of the Isle of Calvino. And the- <laughs> you guys are up for citizenship, right? The 51st yep, yep, state. Yep. I love it. I'm Jim Rodriguez. Good smokes to everybody. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Later.
You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.